Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Weeks, and today we have a special guest upgrader. Damon Lentz is back. Hey, it's me. I'm back. It's been it's been a little bit. I was yeah. I just did the Planeswalker one, so I guess not that long. <laughs> yeah, and you did the one before then? I did. You're right. You did the Knights one. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Back to You're back. You're a regular. Oh, that's so nice. It's it's so cool having that, being on that side, being a fan for so long and so many years and sort of being here and now being part of it. It's great to have you here. Upgrading a, a very cool, very powerful precon from Wilds of Eldraine. This one is the Fey Dominion Blue Black Precon. As always, we're going to add 10 cards to this precon. We're going to take 10 cards out to make sure that it is as powerful as it can be in a short amount of time so you can get it playing at your next game night. But before we get into it, of course, if you're going to pick up any of the cards in this episode, please do so while supporting the show over at cardkingdom.com slash command. Card Kingdom has a great selection of magic cards, whether you're picking up sealed product or singles in any condition, in any printing that you're looking for. We're commander players, we're picky about the cards we play, and that's why I like to shop at the place that has an enormous selection. Make sure I get exactly the card that I'm looking for for exactly the deck that I want it in. Uh, Card Kingdom is also super professional. So if there's anything wrong with your package, if you get a, a card and it doesn't look the way that you want it to or not the way that you ordered, Get in contact with Card Kingdom and they will help you out. Again, support the show and pick up some sweet cards over at cardkingdom.com slash command. And once those cards are in your hand, you're going to need to protect them. You can help us out over at ultrapro.com slash command as well. Ultrapro has some of the best magic accessories in the business. They've got sleeves and deck boxes, dice, play mats, everything that you can imagine to make sure that your magic collection is safe and organized and looking sweet. Uh, they have all of the officially licensed magic art. So if there is a set that you love, if you're really into the Fey Dominion precon, 
go check out all of the playmats available for Wilds of Eldraine. The art in the set is wild, as you would expect, and it's a ton of fun. I can't wait to see what playmats are available. Again, pick up some sweet magic product over at ultrapro.com slash command. The final way to support us is directly by going to patreon.com slash command zone. All of our patrons truly make this podcast and all of the things that we make game nice extra turns happen uh plus they get some sweet perks like getting ad free and early access extra turns and game nights uh and you get to see some exclusive content like turn talk which is a show that we just have a discussion after extra turns as soon as the game is over we set everybody back down to talk about what they would have done if they just had one more land or if they drew one more card. Uh, get to hear people being really passionate about the decks that they built and they played, and it's a ton of fun to watch. So support the show over at patreon.com slash command zone. Plus, we shout out one lucky patron every single episode, and this one is dedicated to, to Gary, Gary Wilton. Wilton. Gary. Thanks, Gary. You rock. You do rock. <laughs> You do. All right, we're going to get into the main topic, upgrading this precon. It's blue, it's black, it's full of fairies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> as soon as uh, we saw what decks were available, I was like, oh, I, I really want to build this. I, was, I yeah. really, really like this deck. We've had some, like, fine fairy commanders. Right. Like but no dedicated, like, fairy strategy commanders. And uh, the face commander of this deck is a dedicated fairy commander. Yeah, it's really nice seeing that. Finally, after all these years uh, back from Lorwyn and sort of mm -hmm. coming back and finally getting the fairy commander we all deserve. So let's meet him. Let's meet him. He, here he is. He is Tegwill, Duke of Splendor. He is one and a blue and a black for a two, three legendary creature, fairy noble. He is flying in Death Touch. Other fairies you control get plus one, plus one. And then whenever a fairy you control dies, you may draw a card and lose a life. That's a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you have fairies, they're bigger. If you lose fairies, you draw cards. Yeah, they replace themselves, which is really, really nice. Um, it, it's it, it's nice because like fairies traditionally have always been like the very tricksy, mm -hmm. uh, tricksy creature type and sort of being able to do like the little bit of tempo thing that fairies have historically been known for is really cool and giving you just a little bit of value every time your fairies die and helping you close out the game a little bit faster is really cool and on a three meta body that has flying a death touch yeah a two three flyer with death touch is a real problem actually <laughs> yeah. it's really hard to attack somebody with that uh and it, it, if it dies, is it other fairies? Or other fairies. Other fairies. Itself. It doesn't draw off of itself. Uh, it is worth noting that, of course, that dies trigger is not a May ability. That's right. uh, if you have too many fairies and your life total is too low, your commander will kill you. So be careful. <laughs> careful with how many fairies you have. Yes, Teg will giveth and Teg will taketh away. <laughs> They're tricksy, those fairies. Yeah. Uh, as always, this commander comes up with a new backup commander. If you don't like Teg will, if he doesn't float your boat, you can try Alayla. She's back and she's only blue and black this time. It's Alayla cunning conqueror for two a blue and a black she is a flying two four fairy warlock and then it says whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn create a one one black fairy rogue creature token with flying whenever one or more fairies you control deal combat damage to a player go target creature that player controls okay 
So Alayla is also a fairy commander, but relies a little bit more on the trickiness of fairies. Right. Flash, instant speed, uh, and goading, which feels very fairy. Yeah, that's really cool because we haven't really seen like blue, black, goad there was a, a ton of it there was yeah. the one guy who like gave stuff away and goaded those right but, but but being able to like trigger and target something and goad it is a very red thing so giving that to fairies as very like tricksy way of interacting with the battlefield and having an impact on how combat turns out mm. is really cool it's very na 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 yeah exactly like that, that it feels very fairy yeah it does uh so i i like alayla a lot and it's definitely like you can see a lot of power here where you're like anytime you cast a removal spell or a counter spell or a fairy with flash you make another flying body and you push somebody else like if you attack mm-hmm. them you can push a creature in another direction you can tell how hard it is to touch that player yeah behind a wall of flyers and goad yeah you have all these flyers and then you can make the flyers and it's in speed to always have blockers up even when you're mm-hmm. not representing any blockers and then uh, hitting every player because it triggers per player so you hit each player and each of their best creatures just you just know is not going to come at you Huge. is really really good yeah not to mention flying tokens go a long way we know how powerful bitter blossom is in this format a uh, lot of strengths on alayla as well honestly both of these commanders are quite powerful yeah i'm thoroughly impressed with both i haven't 100 percent committed to it yet but i'm like 80% to just build both of them. I really <laughs> like both of them, and they both go in slightly different directions. Right. They have a similar energy, but right. a little bit of a different angle. Yeah, and and Demir being my favorite guild, I'm just like, yeah. well, I just... I the really tricks! Like and they're so pretty. The art on both of these are absolutely gorgeous. I love gorgeous. the art in this set. I, I just love Eldraine, and oh, I'm just I'm so excited. I can't... <laughs> Well, before we pick which commander is going to be the lead singer of this deck, we're going to find out a little bit more about what is in the box when you buy it off the shelves. If you pick up this commander deck, what are you buying? And what we do to get to know it is we break down the stats. That's pretty good. Yeah. I felt pretty good about that one. Yeah. Well, what can I say? I listen to it. Every (laughs) single time. And you're like, you know what? They should do less j and more... Yeah, exactly. Well, you you count it out, so you do one j for per letter. Ah, yeah. So now I have to now I now I need to count my j's. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All been, right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to know this deck. Let's talk about the actual stats. We're gonna start off with the regular stuff that goes in every deck. We're talking about a ramp and card draw, just the vegetables. Yeah. So in terms of ramp, we got nine pieces of ramp in this deck, mm. which ain't bad. A little low for yeah. a blue black deck that isn't going to ramp very naturally, but it also, you're going to move at flash speed. You don't need to double spell yet. You can take your time. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, so nine. It's, it's decent. Uh, in terms of card draw, we got 13 pieces. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm very happy with that, especially in a Demir deck. Yeah. 13 uh, feels right. Yeah. Uh, targeted interaction. We have 12. Wow. Yeah. It makes sense for a deck that wants to be a little bit flashier, a little bit trickier. A blue black mm-hmm. is sort of famously interactive. Right. Uh, but 12 is usually toward the higher end of what I include in my interaction. Of course, this includes removal and counter spells and the, like graveyard interaction is is what we come for a target interaction. Yeah. And the nice thing with fairies is a lot of that interaction is actually still going to come on fairies because mm-hmm. yeah. fa- flash is a classic fairy mechanic. And so you're kind of getting both. Yeah. Yeah. Like 12. Uh, in terms of board wipes, we have four. That's a little high. Yeah, especially for a creature-based strategy. Like, both of these are trying to 
add to the board state. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, seeing four board wipes was a little weird. Like I, Especially with 12 pieces of targeted interaction. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that one, and like, I think what they're going for is the fact that Teg will, will replace the fairies that you lose on the board wipe. But mm. for me personally, and I'm sure you would agree, I would much rather have presence on the board than extra cards in hand. Yeah. Also with the drain effect, you can really, really uh, get low. Like, with a Layla, you have a lot of board control anyway, so having that many board wipes doesn't seem that necessary. Yeah. And then uh, we have 39 lands. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a lot uh, of lands. They tend to run 38 in these lands, and they're in, in these pre-cons, excuse me, and there are 39 in both this one and the Aura deck, and it's too many. Yeah. Uh, for, like, if I run 39 lands, it's because I have a dedicated land strategy or I have a number of modal lands. And in this deck, that is not the case. No, they don't have the modal lands. So uh, on top of that, 25 basic lands. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just really want to make sure you're hitting your land drops, I guess. But uh, that's a lot. It sucks when in late game when you're just drawing lands off the top and you're like, man, would really like a spell right now. Yeah, I think I, especially with a deck like this that would benefit from having cantrips and that kind of thing, I would be happy to do 36 or 37 lands for uh, a fairy deck, yeah, typically. 100%. Okay, so we also like to break down what the deck does that's unique to it. So we can figure out what the 99 itself is doing and that'll push us in the direction of one of the commanders. Uh, so let's talk about this deck's specific stats. Yeah, so we have 24 fairies. Hmm. That, yeah. I mean, that's about right for any sort of, like, creature type strategy. We we say 25 to 30. Right. So 24 is a hair low, but, yeah, 24 yeah. is close. It's, it's close. Yeah. Um, and then instant speed cards. So that's instance or just cards with flash. We have 25. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so this deck is light on its feet. Yeah, so we have, <laughs> ironically, more ways of playing at instant speed than fairies. Yeah, which, you know, but they're very even, which feels like we're not being pulled in either direction necessarily yet. But that is a lot of instant speed things, not necessarily a creature-y deck. Right. And then uh, instance matter cards, we have three. Yeah, I wanted to look at that because that, like, Alela certainly cares about casting spells on your opponent's right. turn, and that's sort of a soft, like, there's a couple of cards that care about that specifically. Right. So I wanted to see if that was a recurring theme, and it isn't quite, but three cards that care about when you cast spells on your opponents is not nothing. Right, 100%. Uh, and then token creators, we have six. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah, not bad. And then anthem effects, we have four. Yeah, and that's including Tegwell himself, of course. Okay, so the six token creators and the four anthem effects feel like a deck that is trying to commit to the board and win with fairy combat damage. And the instant speed stuff, instance matter, feels like it pulls more toward Alayla. But who did you decide to build this upgrade around? So I'm not going to lie. This one was very tough. Uh, Probably one of the more challenging ones that I've built most of the time. It's very obvious who you want to build around. Uh, I ended up going with a Layla. And the reason for that is as I was, I originally started out building Tegwill. And as I was trying to find the cards for it, every time I was, I was adding things, I was like, man, I really wish I had a way of generating a lot of tokens because that's really benefits his ability. And the problem with the token creators in the deck as it stands is most of them are above five CMC. They're very expensive. And most of them are also not very repeatable. So then I was like, okay, well, it's going to be hard to go wide, which doesn't really benefit his Anthem and his card draw. And then the other thing you'd want with him is sack outlets. Right. To really utilize uh, his card draw and uh, the points that you wanted to, as opposed to just relying on combat damage or removal from your opponents. 
And there is only one sack outlet in the entire deck. It is Rankle. Mm. And he's a very specific kind of sack outlet. Yeah. yeah. For a, a dedicated Tegwell deck, it does feel like you want to be in control of when you're drawing those cards yeah. and when you're keeping your fairies around. And a sack outlet goes a long way toward doing that. Yeah. And the other part that we talked about yeah. uh, was since it drains your life, you also want a little bit of ways to, to gain life back. Mm-hmm. And there's not really good, reliable ways to do that in the deck as it currently stands. Sure. So with all of those adding up, I was finally like, you know what? I... I think most of the time I just rather run a Layla, have reliable fairy tokens and being able to utilize those 25 instant speed cards that come in the deck just seemed really worthwhile. And then just they added like goad and all of that. And I'd rather have Tegwill sort of in the deck as a way to anthem the tokens that Alayla has generated for you. Mm-hmm. Like Tegwill is definitely a fairy payoff, but then your 99 really needs to be full of fairies. Mm-hmm. And has, starting with only 24 fairies and only a few ways to make tokens, there's six. Mm-hmm. And again, that could just be one token that could be, you know, you have to discard a card or pay a lot of mana to get that token it, it just feels harder to pull off than you want it to be yeah like a dedicated tegwell deck feels like it has blood artist and a deer's night blade and yeah. ways to gain life when you're sacking or the new uh, murkwood bats yeah, yeah. exactly uh, uh, i did have one thing for you guys because i know you guys are often really excited to see the face commander so just one bonus card for you guys i looked up Wild visitor it's a two and a blue for a background and great. then whenever a non-token creature you control deals combat damage to a player you make a one one fairy dragon creature token with flying that was one of the better ways that i found to generate tokens mm. that i didn't put in the dedicated layla deck but i would put in a tegwell deck so a little bonus for you guys again sorry i'm not running the face commander but <laughs> yeah. i gotta stick with my layla fairy dragons still fairies, still fairies. i love it and plus you got to give them something to hang out with exactly <laughs> All right, so we've talked about what is actually in this product mechanically. We also like to talk about what is in the box financially, just so you understand the value that you're getting from picking up this product or alternatively not. Uh, But first, uh, we want to do a couple of caveats that we always say this value is taken at time of recording, which is before these reprints are announced, which means all of these numbers are going to come down when they are announced. Um, that is the way of reprints. Um, and the value that we're going to mention only includes the reprints in the deck. Obviously, we don't know the value of the new cards. We don't know, we don't calculate the value of the basics. Uh, so this is going to include just the... Uh, just the reprints in this deck. Uh, alternatively, it is very difficult to des- determine what exactly this box costs because there is no MSRP. So we usually go with a baseline of 40 for these precons, and they're going at around 40 at time of recording. So right. all of that out of the way, the reprint value for this deck is... $107.40. That's pretty good. Yeah, very we respectable. Like that. Yeah, I'll take that. Anytime we get over $100, I feel really good about, um, and, and we've only paid $40 for it, I, I feel very good about the value that you're getting out of it. Because mm. not only are you getting a constructed deck, but you're getting real playables that go in upgraded decks and that you could use it later. Yeah. Plus, uh, that is going to be on the high end of what we've seen in precons of the past. So the Baldur's Gate precons average reprint value was around $104. We were very happy with the reprint value of those. Brothers War precons averaged around $95. All will be one precons averaged around $101. March of the Machines precons 
average around $97. So 107 on the high end, we're pretty happy with that value. Um, But in case you are not picking up this box at $40, and you want to make a more direct comparison, something we've been doing lately is measuring bang for your buck. So we take the average reprint value and we divide it by 40 in this case, but you could divide it by the actual price that you paid. And then you find a decent quotient, which is the amount of dollar value you get in cards for the, you know, single American dollar you spend. Uh, So Baldur's Gate Precons had $2.60 per dollar of cash. Brothers War Precons were like $2.38 worth of cards for each dollar. All Be One was $2.50. March of the Machine was $2.40. And the Fade Dominion Precon is around $2.68 worth of cards for every dollar that you spend. That's great. That's great. I mean, that's that's above all of these and that feels like you're getting real value 100 percent, yeah because i mean even just comparing it between that and the the most the the top one there being Baldur's gate Mm -hmm. you're getting eight cents more per dollar you spend per card right which adds up across 100 cards for sure so like that's i i'm very happy with that number uh that's that's this is a deck that i can comfortably be like yeah i'm absolutely gonna buy that yeah and i really have no qualms about that And if they're selling them for a little bit higher, you can divide it by whatever you're paying and you can compare that to the other reprint values of the past if you would like. Okay, so pretty good. That means we've got to have some pretty sweet reprints, uh, individual reprints in this box. We're going to start with the big one, which is the doozy of the set. We're only going to talk about reprints over $5 uh, and there are four of them. So the first one we have and the highest value one is Kindred Dominance coming in at $22. Um, it's a uh, seven mana sorcery. You choose a creature type and you destroy all creatures that aren't that type. It's just one of the best uh, board wipes you can run in a dedicated creature deck. Yeah. So anytime uh, you can make a one-sided board wipe, it's very, very powerful, especially yeah. in an aggro deck. Yeah. So really, really happy about that one. Uh, the next one we have is coming in at $12. It's Brazy B, Brazen Borrower. Uh, who is an adventure fairy, has petty theft, return target, non-land permanent, and opponent controls to its owner's hand. And then it's a 3-1 flash fairy with flying. Super happy to see that reprinted. Brazen Borrower is so tidy. Um, And I I run it in a lot more decks than I thought I would, honestly, because just having a bounce spell that hits any non-land permanent just sets them back a little bit of a moment. And it's just a free flying blocker that you can flash in if you need. Yeah, and the fact that it curves into itself, really, really good. Yeah. Um, just a card that I'm always happy to see. Uh, it was a menace in standard back in the day. Sure was. And uh, it will continue to be a menace in your commander games. So, oh, and uh, the added benefit is uh, since we're running a Layla, it'll trigger her twice. Yeah. Because really he also powerful. has flash. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the next card we have here is Glenelendra Archmage uh, coming in at $9.50. We have a four mana fairy wizard, 2-2 flying. You pay a blue, you sacrifice her, counter target non-creature spell, and then she has persist. So when she dies, she if she had no minus one, minus one counters on her, she comes back. So effectively, she can counter two non-creature spells. One of the most powerful fairies in Commander easily. It goes into tons of non-fairy decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this next one is for fairies only. It's Scion of Una, a $6 fairy soldier. It's a three mana, one, one with flash and flying. It says other fairy creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And other fairies you control have shroud. A lot of protection, a great little anthem for all of your flyers. And the fact that you can flash in an, an anthem at instant speed 
is a wild trick. We're like, no blocks, I'll take eight. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, no, you're taking way taking more than that. Sixteen, sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. And uh, on top of that, just the the shroud means you just get a fizzle or removal spell. Like it basically acts as a counter spell. When they go to remove your commander, you just flash that out. And not only did you counter their spell, you now have an anthem. Yeah. And they have to deal with him before they deal with your commander. Really, really powerful. An added layer of protection. Definitely. All right, so those are the most expensive cards in the deck. We also want to talk about the best cards in the deck. These are the ones that when you draw, you're like, yes, we're doing it. My deck is online now. So the first card we have here is a new card, which uh, I'm really excited about. It's sweet. It's uh, Shadow Puppeteers. Six and a blue for 4-4 four, four, Creature Fairy Wizard. It has flying and ward two. Right. Which makes it very hard to remove. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you create two 1-1 one, one Black Fairy Rogue Creature Tokens with flying. And then whenever a creature you control with flying attacks, you may have it become a red dragon with base power and toughness 4-4 in addition to its other colors and types until end of turn. This is a wild flying anthem. Yes. I, like if you have you have five or six fairies when you play this, they're immediately going to attack and deal 20 damage. Yes. And that is out of nowhere. Yeah, especially because a lot of the fairies, even the ones that it generates or Layla generates are just fairies in general tend to be one ones so this is effectively your fairies get plus three plus three when they attack which is huge and it has ward so it's it's hard to remove um this is often something you're going to be able to slam down and either immediately end the game or get very close to being able to just close it out what i like about this one is it's an anthem effect that triggers on attack so even if they remove it during it uh, the attack or there's some sort of trick that you didn't expect if this dies in combat everything remains a four four right. until the end of combat some anthem effects are really powerful but if they get removed all your creatures shrink immediately right. and this one gives you that uh through at least this combat yeah and it helps you get aboard by giving you those two one yeah, ones basically for free. It, bank, make more yeah. that seems really quite good uh, the next one we've mentioned already, so we're not going to spend a ton of time there. It's Scion of Una, a counterspell, an anthem, a flashy kid. Uh, it's really good in this deck, for sure. Yeah, it does all the things. And then finally, uh, we have Nimrus, Una's Trickster. It's three, a blue, and a black for a 1-6 legendary creature fairy knight. It has flash, it has flying, and whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, you look at the top two cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, and the other into your graveyard. Ugh. I think when Nimrus came out, everybody was like, this card's so cool, I wish it did something right and like as a com commander it wasn't a super compelling build but in the 99 especially when paired with Alayla, it is such powerful card advantage yeah Alayla gives you the board that we all wish nimrus had given you yeah but nimrus gives you the card advantage that Alayla needs yeah because when you're casting on each opponent's turn being able to replace that card like you counter a spell and then it didn't cost you a card is huge so Really, really happy about that. Yeah, happy to have Nimrus back. Glad that she's got a happy home. Uh, we are going to do this upgrade in just a few minutes. But first, we have a few words from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it might need more card draw. Who are you talking to? Or is that just something you say? Oh, no, I'm on a call with Jimmy. We're uh, building a Chatterfang deck. Ooh, I just added Toski. That should help, right? Whoa, the card just showed up. Yeah. With Architect, you can collaborate in real time from anywhere in the world. Changes show up immediately. You don't even have to reload the page. So it's perfect for brewing with a friend. This is cool, but isn't Jimmy just upstairs? Yeah, but I'm I'm downstairs right now. I ain't coming downstairs. Architect is the best place to browse, brew, and playtest commander decks. Just go to architect.com slash command zone to get started. That's A-R-C-H-I-D-E-K-T dot com slash command zone. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking about the Fey Dominion Blue Black. Uh, what is this is set called? Wilds of Eldraine. That's it. <laughs> I was like, it's it's Eldraine for sure. <laughs> yeah, you've got the Eldraine part. It's yeah. Wilds of because we've already mm. been to Eldraine. Yeah, everybody's been calling it this set Throne in the office, and it's oh, really no, throwing it's me off. And you're like, it's not Throne. It's not Throne. It's, it's we the other have bit. Yeah. This, <laughs> we're not going back to Throne. We're, we're you out. Can't make me. <laughs> yeah, we're out of the civilization. We're now in the wilds. Yeah, we're, hanging we're out the, in the woods with yeah. the. Fans. Where the fairies hang out. That's I think it's a lot cooler here, if I'm being perfectly honest. I like it. Yeah. I'm I uh 
I, I'm really happy on Eldraine. I, I think it's very silly. I think it's very like dark. Yeah. And uh, being being in the woods means they just got to do all sorts of wild stuff with this set. Yeah, this was uh, one, a little personal thing. Yeah. Uh, Throne of Eldraine came out while I was going through combat training in the military. So I missed all of it. And I was really, really sad about it when I heard the, about the set after the fact. And you came like, back and you're like, God, this set is all of standard. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, like, I, and I'm bummed, like, I missed all of the draft and all of that stuff. And I love, like, Brothers Grimm fairy tales. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is a set that, like, it, it is my favorite set that I never got to play. Uh, and so when they announced we were going back, I was like, yes, yes. let's go. So <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just, I'm so happy. All the, all the art and the flavor with all the cards and how, as you said, how silly they can get with yeah. all of it is just, uh, I, Ugh, I love it. Very charming. Fairy charming, in fact. <laughs> ha ha! A joke. Uh, in, in just a few minutes, we are going to add 10 cards to this deck to get it into fighting shape. We're going to use a budget of $50 to make sure that you are getting a really powerful deck at the end of it. Uh, but first, I want to talk about just what you did, like what you were trying to do with these upgrades. What was the goal with the 10 card swap? Yeah. So um, first thing is I wanted to up the fairy count. Uh, it was a little bit low and I thought that we could increase it. And even with playing Layla, there's a ton of great fairies that weren't in the pre-con that have flash where I was just like, all of these are just a shoe in. Yeah. Um, so immediately it was like, let's get those in and then let's get uh, another way, other ways to generate tokens and kind of being able to go wide and close out the game. And then um, I wanted an anthem, another one. Um, the, the deck plays a lot like the uh, tempo decks of the past, like the standard tempo decks. And so one of the issues with that is like, you can get a lock on the game and get very ahead, but then you just need to close it. And uh, so I I just wanted another card to do that. Just to slam the door for sure. Like we talked about the, how Alayla can generate a lot of value and can really be very difficult to overcome. But what the tokens she makes are one ones and our life totals are at 40. So you do have to (laughs) make sure that you can produce some power. Right. Because you Um, can't give your opponents too much time because at some point they will. They will find a board wipe and you will run out of counter spells. Exactly. So (laughs) I just needed just a little, that a little extra push. For sure. So, All right. Well, let's get into this upgrade. Uh, like we said, their budget is $50. So we picked some super cool cards, starting with the classic. Yes. This was the first card I put in. Uh, Bitter Blossom, one in a black for a tribal enchantment fairy. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose life and you create a 1-1 one, one black fairy rogue creature token with flying. Currently, Bitter Blossom is sitting at $23, but it is getting a reprint in this set, so maybe you can pick one up. That's a little bit cheaper than that. Of course, if you don't want to spend $50 on this upgrade, it's very easy to not buy Bitter Blossom, and then you've got a nice $27 upgrade for you. Yeah, it, just just cutting that one card puts it within a very reasonable budget. Absolutely. So, But Bitter Blossom is going to go a long way. It's going to produce a ton of fairies, and it itself is a fairy spell. Yes. So there are some cards in this deck that say like whenever you cast a fairy double it ah yeah two you that will trigger on bitter blossom because it is a fairy spell so you will produce two bitter blossoms, two bitter blossoms yeah and yeah, since they're so they're not blossoms. legendary it it you can have as many as you as you can have so the first so one of them is uh archmage of echoes whenever you cast a fairy or wizard permanent spell copy it yep and then Whoa. we have uh, Reflection of the Lit Yara is also in the deck. That counts as well. There's two ways to double it. So That's crazy. you have either of those on your board or both, and you're just getting extra Bitter Blossoms. And 
it's basically just a board in a box. It just sits there and keeps generating you value. And uh, it survives creature board wipes, which is big. So you're always guaranteed to have a little bit left behind. And then just having a blocker every turn just makes it so your opponents are really dissuaded from attacking you. Because it's like, well, I just, I attack you. You block with the fairy rogue you made. Doesn't and do anything. then I get, you get another one anyways. Yeah. Um, and it's cool that those fairy rogues are the exact same ones that Alayla makes. Yeah. Yeah. Winergy. So, there you go. All right. This next one is new and very, very powerful. I've been loving it a lot. Yeah. So Fairy Mastermind coming in at $7.50. He's one in a blue for a 2-1 creature fairy rogue with flash flying. And whenever opponent draws their second card each turn, you draw a card. And then you can pay three in a blue to have each player draw a card. So this is a fairy with flash. So it'll trigger a Layla. Plus, if your opponents are drawing extra cards, which they should be, yeah. you're also drawing extra cards. Yeah, you play against Josh and pff, I cannot tell you how many cards you're going to draw. It's it's ridiculous. Um, Plus, it's got Utah on it. It does. <laughs> so uh, just a really easy include card draw flash hits all the things that you want to hit. Uh, I next, can't believe this next one isn't in this deck. I was a little surprised too. It's a shoe in and it just it just makes sense. So we have Spell Stutter Sprite coming in at $3. Uh, one in a blue for a 1-1 one, one creature uh, Fairy Wizard. It has Flash, Flying, and when it enters the battlefield, you counter target spell with converted mana cost X or less, where X is the number of fairies you control. So powerful. Um, just easily like having a counter spell on a creature mm -hmm. especially if you add any blink synergy if you add anything like that copy spell stutter sp spell stutter sprite uh it is an incredibly powerful little fairy plus it's got rebecca gay art it's very pretty it is super gorgeous. We're, that's going to be the ongoing theme of this yeah, set. And this they just break. make fairies pretty. They're, it's just they just do. They do. They're it's butterflies, amazing. but people. They're, they're pretty gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> um, uh, Spell Center Sprite only three bucks. Yeah, they're not too bad. It's been reprinted a few times. It was actually just in Jumpstart. It got a, a anime treatment. Nice. Yeah. So pick one up. <laughs> one of those. All right. The next card we have here is a Misspine Click coming in at six dollars it is three and a blue for a four four fairy wizard also with flash and flying you may be noticing a theme uh it has champion a fairy <laughs> i love these <laughs> when this comes into play sacrifice it unless you remove another fairy you control from the game when this card the misbind click leaves play that card returns to play and when when a fairy is championed with misbind click you tap all lands target player controls okay so this is backbreaking yeah <laughs> Because you do this in your opponent's upkeep, uh, right? So they, yep. they untap, you go to draw a card, you flash in a misbind click. This triggers your commander. Yep, it triggers a Layla. Uh, yeah, it triggers a Layla. A Layla makes a fairy because you cast something on your opponent's turn. Now you champion that fairy token, tap all their lands down, and they get their card draw and their land drop. Yes. <laughs> it's really good and the fact that alayla gives you that free the free creature to to champion with it um and then a very minor case but every now and again i've i've used these cards for this purpose um because it has flash and the, the whole champion thing you can use it in response to a board wipe to protect mm -hmm. your commander yeah because it'll hide it underneath the misbind click you just tap that player out and you're just like okay well you just get the board wipe you get nothing and else. then you're done yeah um and then your commander hides under the misbind click the board wipe goes off you get your alayla back which is really cool um yeah. again a minor thing but it comes up every now and again um and then just being the flash flying fairy and a four four. a four four for yeah. four that flies that is an enormous body uh on a fairy in particular yeah and you mentioned with the other with uh, the spell stutter sprite a ton of these fairies uh synergize pretty well with blink spells mm. a lot of them have 
have like ETBs. So being able to reuse any of these and then blinking uh, removal spells and stuff like that is really good. Yeah, ton of value there. This next one is another fairy with flash. Oh, Miss Buying Click is a $6 uh, fairy. Yes. So we have Fairy Harbinger coming in at 50 cents. We have three and a blue for a 2-2 fairy wizard with flash and flying, as you alluded to. I know, shocker. (laughs) And when it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a fairy card, reveal it, shuffle your library, put it on top. So it goes and gets any fairy in your deck. Um, and it also gets bitter blossom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you need like a counter spell. You can go get that spell starter sprite. Uh, you want to really hurt somebody. You can get the mismind <laughs> click. You need card draw. You know, you go get the fairy mastermind or you want to close out the game and you get the, um, the one that makes dragons. Yeah. The shadow puppeteers. That one. So it's just really versatile and coming in with flash. So you do it on the end step for your turn yeah. and then you're going to draw it for that turn and being able to immediately play it is really powerful. And it's only 50 cents Super for a cheap. very, very powerful, powerful fairy tutor. It is one of the creepier to, uh, fairies. It is. It I, is. Yeah. If I do say so myself. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's kind of smiling at you like, hey, what do I got here? It's a fairy. Yes, <laughs> More fairies. <laughs> Also, like, what's the scale on that? Because fairies are usually really small. No, no, and then is, it's is like, this a jumbo fairy? Is that the harbinger? I don't know. Yeah. Or is the fairy that she's holding just really small? She find a wee one. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's, a, it's, she's got a plan and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, this next card is one of my favorite fairy cards and it is arguably a rogue card, but yeah, so cool. Yeah. So we have a notorious throng coming in at 50 cents, three and a blue for a tribal sorcery rogue. It has prowl for five and a blue. You may cast this for its prowl cost. If you dealt combat damage to a player this turn with a rogue and notably Alayla makes rogues for free. Mm-hmm. Fairy rogues. Yes. And then this creates X1 one black fairy rogue creature tokens with flying where x is the damage dealt to your opponents this turn if the spell's prowl cost was paid you also take an extra turn after this one okay so this is an extra turn spell that produces a ton of fairies a ton like i depending on like you and you can swing out without worrying about it because you know you're gonna have an extra turn after right. this one so you can attack with all your fairies, make a ton of fairies, untap with a ton of fairies, and then swing out again. It's basically a, a second combat step where you make way more fairies. Yeah. And then now that additional combat step you're doing, you swing out with all of those and you can now keep up defense. Yeah. And it's wild. It, it, this card is really powerful and it will often just close out the game for you where you're just like, oh, I just dealt 13 damage across the board. And now you're, you slam this down, make 13 fairies, and then take an extra turn. I don't know how relevant it's going to be in this deck, but something I like to point out with Notorious Throng is that it says uh, dealt, it is X is the damage dealt to your opponents this turn. It does not say combat damage. Yeah. Uh, so if you, like, I run it in my Dragon's Approach deck. Because, oh, sure. Yeah. Because you can Dragon's Approach, Dragon's Approach, Dragon's Approach, and then make 27 fairies. Right. And so it, it this card is a lot more flexible than it looks. Like, I don't think that deck can cast it for its prowl cost at all but it's there to make a huge amount of fairies all at once where it's like okay deal with me right now yeah and in this deck it's even more powerful yeah even running it out uh, for that four mana is really good and that was an interesting thing where like i would include this card regardless of which commander you run if with tegwell i reckon you're going to be playing it for the four mana more more often because he doesn't give you the rogue and he's not a rogue himself but with Layla being able to to have the flexibility to run the prowl as well is really really good yeah so but again careful 
Yeah. <laughs> be, definitely be careful. Because <laughs> this will make a lot of fairies. Uh, notorious for throwing only 50 cents, like you said. Nice and cheap. And this, this next one I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. So this is Instruments of War coming in at 25 cents. This card was actually uh, just introduced in Jumpstart. Oh, in, it's a new one? It is. It was introduced in the Jumpstart packs that included the Spell Stutter Sprite because there was a fairy deck. Oh. And that one has well, this no card. Well, no wonder it's not familiar yeah the art looks so old that i was like how did i miss this card i had the exact same reaction yeah I was it looking looks up, like a reprint yeah i was looking up flashcards. i'm like how have i never seen this card before and i looked yeah. it up it's just printed in jumpstart 2022 so it's a brand new card all right it just happened to be in the fairy deck we'll show it off and so do? yeah <laughs> four <laughs> mana for an artifact with flash ah. as it enters the battlefield you choose a creature type and Fair. the creatures you control of the chosen type get plus one plus one just a regular little anthem at flash speed to help you win a combat or win the game. Yeah, so four mana, you make a fairy and you get an anthem is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then sitting on an artifact that is going to dodge all of the creature uh, removal and the board wipes and stuff like that. In this deck, adding any cards that have flash makes the deck stronger mm -hmm. because the more things that you have that work at instant speed, the better all of your stuff at instant speed is because right. now you have like, okay, I can cast a counter spell if I need to, but I could also flash out this, this Anthem effect if I don't need to. So now I haven't lost tempo and I still held up answers. Yeah. There's nothing better than being a control player, sitting with a hand of counter spells and removal, but then also having a spell to run out. If your opponents don't play anything that was worth removing or countering for sure, because otherwise you just lose all that mana. Mm -hmm. So, being able to punish your opponents for not playing something that was worth your counter spell or your removal spell by antheming your board and then also generating another creature is huge. Yeah, really, that's really. an enormous swing. And you get to be like, it's from Jumpstart. Yeah, you probably have never seen this card because <laughs> not a lot of people, unfortunately, have been able to play Jumpstart. And yeah. you, and it's only in that one, the one fairy. The one fairy one. So yeah. there's probably not a lot running around. But it's only 25 cents. Pick it up now. Yeah, super cheap. Uh, this next one's a classic. Anytime your commander says make a 1-1. One, one, you should run Skull Clamp. You should. <laughs> yeah. Well, one mana artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, minus one. When equipped creature dies, you draw two, equip one. You're going to want to draw some cards. You're making a lot of fairies. You want to make sure that you can make even more fairies by killing those fairies. <laughs> yeah. And being able to draw <laughs> off of them. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, funnily enough, a, a card that doesn't work very well with Tegwill. <laughs> it doesn't because he's got the anthem. Yeah. yeah. But with Alayla, it is great. And also with Bitter Blossom, really, really good. Yeah. This is the kind of card that if you have it in your hand, that's an immediate keep. You're yeah. like, ah, one land, who cares? Yeah. Skull Clamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one land might be a little. Ah, you'll draw it. You're like, I'll get there. Don't worry. But, <laughs> but it's true. You can keep riskier hands when you know, oh, I'm going to reliably be able to draw two extra cards every yeah. turn. If you, would, if you had one land... Bitter Blossom Skull Clamp. You keep that. Oh, yeah. I keep like, that. Like, for sure. As long as the land tap for black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So, yeah. It's really good. Um, the next card I also love as a control Me too. player. It's a this, pony. This card is awesome. It is Wave Break Hippocamp coming in at only 75 cents. Two and a blue for a 2-2 enchantment creature horsefish. We need more of those. Classic. We need more horsefish. Give horse fish. me more horsefish. <laughs> and then whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, you draw a card. 
Cards awesome. Yeah. So it does a lot of the same things that your Nimrus is going to do where you can run out cards from your hand and not lose card advantage. Mm. You know, you counter your opponent's spell. You guys have just one for one where you guys are down a card on these other two players. Well, this says you get to counter that spell. That person is down a card and you are neutral with these players. Mm -hmm. So it is huge for any deck that's trying to be a little bit more controlling or trying to play the tempo game like this deck is. And all of the flash things you have, you're being able to flash out a fairy and then replace it. It's incredible. It's really good. I wish it was a fairy, but a horsefish. That'll have to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honorary fairy. Uh, uh, wave break hippocamp. And this last one. This last one's a little bit boring. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, well. But. It's good. It's, it's, a, it's definitely needed. It's counter spell. Coming yeah. in at a dollar. Blue, blue, instant counter target spell. Uh, the deck has some counters in it, but I wanted a little bit more and I wanted to be able to protect my board from board wipes, mm-hmm. which counter spell does. And it obviously does way more than that too. Um, this de- this was the slot. I sort of alluded to it earlier with blink spells. I was on the fence between this and a blink spell. I ended up going with this because this will protect you from the board wipe and the blink spell won't. Um, but... Just a great include and definitely something that will help in any any creature deck that you run that um, also is in blue. Counter spells are always going to be really good to protect you from play situations where you might lose. So. I'm I'm a deck builder, and when I like that's my favorite thing to do. I love building a deck. I like putting weird cards in the deck, yeah. and I don't like putting cards like counter spell in decks yeah. because they don't make me feel clever. Right, and then I'm playing the game, and I'm like. God, do I wish this stupid thing was a counter spell. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I think just making sure that you have the protection for your board and making sure that you have the interaction in the moment is just like it very, very important. Yeah. Sometimes you can out outsmart yourself. Yeah. Uh don't but, forget your veggies, basically. Yeah. Eat your vegetables. Please. Do it. It's good for you. Fairies do. They also live in them. <laughs> yeah, they they live in and eat them, but that's how they hollow them out so they yeah, can live inside of that's it. That's just efficient you just construction, them, you know. <laughs> like yesterday, I cut up a watermelon and just ate it just straight out and of moved that. in. Yeah, that's I, that's my home now. <laughs> so help us rent in california is very expensive it's brutal <laughs> <laughs> this isn't brutal though we're nicely under budget with 48 dollars for this upgrade again if you want to save a little bit of money very easy to not pick up a bitter blossom or keep an eye on those prices on cardkingdom.com slash command because it did just get a reprint yeah and it's gorgeous too yeah it's really you cool. have the regular one and then you have the the anime style one mm-hmm. and they're just both like oh this i just need awesome. to pick up so many I like it a lot. I like okay, it a lot well, we've added 10 cards. So now we have to do the hardest thing in magic, which means we have to take 10 cards out. Uh, this first one was super easy, and we talked about it, and we're like, well, that has to go. I don't know what it's doing here. <laughs> yep. Other than being a fairy. It's Cloud of Fairies. Um, this and is a two-mana fairy that enters the battlefield and untaps two lands. You have a commander that makes 1-1 one, one fairies for free. You don't need a Cloud of Fairies, unless you're storming off or blinking, yeah. uh, which we're not. And the cycle's not good enough. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't it, redeem it. It's no. not is two mana cycling. No, um, I don't think Cloud of Fairies is very good in this deck. Yep. The next one we have uh, Nightville Sprite. Uh, it's just it's a flying fairy that attacks and surveils. Uh, just it's just too low impact. It doesn't do nearly enough. You want way more out of a two mana fairy, and then again, Alayla giving you free fairies is like I just rather have play an instant. That makes me a free fairy. Yeah, right. it's like getting two cards out of it. Uh, the next one is a weird include <laughs> and an easy cut. It's Holebreaker Horror. He's a kraken. <laughs> he but has flash. He does have flash. He does have flash, and he turns all of your spells into either sort of soft counter spells like remands or bounce spells, and it's a great control finisher 
in 1v1 or in combo or in highly like yeah but, like you played in cdh because you can go infinite with mocks yeah so you can counter everything and you can bounce everything but in this deck you're just sort of playing fair yeah yeah it's, and, it's a, and it doesn't have any evasion either no so. and it's not a fairy it's, yeah. you're just gonna win with fairies in the air now yeah. like with alayla is gonna make a ton of uh damage for you so you really don't need something quite as controlling as holebreaker horror no. and it is a very real flavor fail do you think uh holebreaker horror was there like as a tulpa include yeah yeah i yeah. Gen- he's been in a couple of precons now holebreaker yeah. horror and i think it's like their their emergency blue win con yeah they're like, like it's not a win con it's really not it's not <laughs> but what are you gonna hit him with a seven six on the ground yeah you're like someday they will die to the seven eight seven eight sorry uh, and i'll be able to remove extra stuff i guess but hey just make another fairy and hit him with a fairy yeah uh it's very simple uh, this next one is also a little bit strange. Yeah, it's dig through time. Um, it's great. Eight, yeah, eight mana instant. Uh, there's a lot, but it has the delve, yeah. which is good. And then you look at seven, you put two into your hand. Like all of that is good. The problem is this deck isn't filling its graveyard. No, at all. No, not even a little. Bit. You're casting some instants hypothetically, but a lot of your flash spells are fairies that are right. on the battle. They're permanents. They not in stay. your graveyard. So it's going to be very difficult to cast dig through time for two, which is what you really, really, really want to do. Um, yeah. So a little bit weird, honestly, just an opt is probably better in this deck. Than yeah. A dig. Yeah. Cause a one mana make a fairy and then scry draw a card is great. Guaranteed all yeah. the time. Yeah. So yeah, a weir- definitely a weird one. And then like, this deck doesn't have any ways outside of just combat or other stuff to fill your graveyard. Like it's mm-hmm. just not something it's trying to do. It's not trying to reanimate things. So like this just doesn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. Yeah. Not quite a dig through time deck. And I will never forgive you for getting, for cutting this next card. What? You like illusionist gambit? Yes, I do. <laughs> you like the four mana instant. You cast it only during blockers and you mm-hmm. remove all attacking creatures from combat and yes. reassign who they attack. Uh-huh. You like it a lot. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it's it. It's a tricksy fairy move. I love it in Planeswalker decks. Yeah. Like a lot in Planeswalker decks. It's a super fun spell. It's very fun to cast when, you, when you're like, you thought you had me, but you don't. <laughs> Especially when you're kind of in an arch enemy position. Uh, but I agree that instants that are super narrow, you just want instants that are like, I can cast one per turn. Right. And this one is waiting for the specific moment that it's good. Yeah. And having an instant that like isn't good and you really want to make a fairy is is tough. So you really just want a more reliable instant than Illusionist Gambit in this deck. Yeah. Although it's really fun to cast and you should definitely cast it because nobody expects this like weird fog and blue. It's really fun. Yeah. And like you can get get in weird situations where your opponent like crater hoofs and you're just like, well, I'm just going to live. It's a a very cool card. I I definitely respect you for it. But Mm -hmm. just the fact that it's going to rot in your hand a lot of the time and just the fact that it's bad. I, (laughs) it's not great. It's not great. great. But uh, the other thing too is uh, since it's trying to like mess with combat and stuff, if you're running a Layla, she's already doing a lot of that for you with the, with the goad. That's true. So like it it gets a little bit less good in, in a deck where you have reliable. You're already goading. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, this next one is one of the four board wipes. It's Nightmare Unmaking. Uh, it exiles creatures with power greater than the number of cards in your hand, or it exiles creatures with power less than the number of cards in your hand. In this, it it's really hard to control that. This is best in like a discard deck or like a dedicated drawing deck where right. you can 
you can manipulate how many cards are in your hand and you're not really in control of it in the fairy deck yeah and i just like way the, better board wipes yeah i just like the other board wipes of this deck is running a lot better and mm-hmm. one of them needed to cut and it was like okay well that's the worst of them so it is a weird one Speaking of a weird one. Speaking of weird. I think these are just like fairy tricks. Yeah. It's like what they're supposed to be. They're like, let's just do a little tricky stuff, which again, I I respect you for it, but not quite. Uh, Theoretical duplication, two and a blue instant. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control this turn, you create a token that's a copy of it. Cool. Yeah. Why? Again, it's a very narrow instant. You just really want to be casting reliable instants that are always going to do something good for you. Theoretical duplication is great in a token deck that's here to copy tokens. That's here to, in a cloning deck. Um, It's good theoretically. It is theoretically (laughs) uh, a playable magic card. I've never found a home for it, unfortunately, because it's got a big sweet owl on it. It does. He's he's like, well, actually. Yeah, but I don't think that this is the home for it. No. Uh, Next one, Reckless Spite. Uh, One black, black instant, destroy two target non-black creatures. You lose five life. Losing five is not nothing. Uh, this is a cool a cool removal spell, but non-black is very limiting. Yes. Uh, a lot of people play black, as it turns out. Black is a very good color mm-hmm. in, in EDH. So um, it, you, I, you miss more often than you would think. And then just sitting on three mana is kind of rough. I really want my removal to be around two. And sure, if it only removes one thing, great. But a lot of the time, that's all you need. Mm. so especially in this deck you want to be able to cast three spells you want one on your opponents one on your next opponents one here if you're if your mana is getting choked on one specific instant it means you're going to be down a fairy yeah so yeah not just not quite good enough yeah this next one is not quite good enough either it's repulse two and a blue for an instant return target creature to its owner's hand draw a card a tidy little cantrip three mana is a lot for this kind of effect and when like i really like bounce bounce spells in commander right now i want my bounce spells to be able to hit anything right well anything non-land anyway um and cost less and cost less i want to be able to bounce a bolus of citadel and and time walk people for a second i want to be able to just answer the problem Mm -hmm. and repulse is like if it's a creature i can handle it right but you play any pro- any bad uh, problematic artifact or enchantment or planeswalker, it's like, well, I have this great removal spell for your creature. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I wish that was the problem. Uh, again, this deck has 39 lands. The final cut is Temple of the False God. If I see it, I'm going to cut it. This is not the second time. <laughs> I'm it's taking bad. it out. <laughs> it's Temple of the False God is fine. I think it's fine. I don't think you need it in this deck really i don't know i mean i i, I will run it in decks where like i'm gonna monocolor re- decks yeah monocolor decks or decks where i'm gonna like reliably play extra lands that way you hit that five earlier mm. but sitting on it or having this in your opening hand or and when you have four lands is or just rough yeah it just feels like you discarded a card so it's just and and on top of that i it's for me lately for deck building i've been very very picky when it comes to colorless lands mm. because they keep giving us really really good colored lands yeah like is uh, this card better than blast zone no no so being able to have really harsh scrutiny with your with your colorless uh lands is great and is a thing of modern commander that we didn't have in the past when this card saw a lot more play but in today's day and age i think it really has to justify being colorless because that is a downside mm. and this one just doesn't do that yeah i can get behind that 
All right, we've cut the final 10 cards. That means we have a perfect deck. We are ready for game night. But before <laughs> before we go, we want to talk about how this deck is going to play. What, what can you expect when you draw your opening hand? What can you expect as the turns play out? Yeah, so this is a blue tempo deck. It plays a lot like the fairy decks that we have known and loved from the past, or the, all of those mono blue tempo decks in standard or in other formats that you really haven't been able to play in commander yet. It's there was a thread a while back about how to play what is tempo in commander what does it look like and no one could answer it yeah and this feels right this is it this is this is that thing that you were playing in other formats that felt so good and so powerful that annoyed your opponents to no end this is this is finally that deck in a commander uh, in a commander shell, mm-hmm. and so that's that, that that is exactly how the deck's going to play. Utilize your Layla to answer things on the board, and she'll generate you the tokens that are going to keep you alive, and then also help you start closing out the game. Her goad is going to push threats away from you and help reduce your opponent's life totals mm-hmm. to get you situated where you can finally close out that game, and then you're just going to keep playing at flash speed, keep leaving up your mana every turn. So like every turn, you're like land pass and your opponents have to be like well shoot they can have anything yep. and uh you you flash out your creatures you you flash out your removal spells um and then you just slowly build this board as you're dealing with all of your opponent's threats and then finally you use the shadow puppeteers or the different anthems to close out that game um so like this is a deck very very dear and dear to me and to my heart. So if you're, if you're anything like me and you like playing these type of decks where you can answer things on the board and play the control deck, but also apply pressure and not just feel like you're just slowing the game down mm. unnecessarily. This is, this is 100% the deck for you. And having just free flyers, and you've talked about so much lately how important flyers are yeah. in today's uh, day and age. Nobody runs them. Nobody runs them. Yeah. Which, Run flyers. Which means it's so, it becomes so easy for you to close out the game. And even like, you'll be willing every now and again to like throw three flyers at a player to hit them for some damage, even if you know you're going to lose one of them. Yeah. Because sometimes you just need to chip in and then getting the go trigger. Right. Really helps you uh, overcome a disadvantage, a, a, dis- a disadvantageous situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm super stoked for this deck. This deck is sweet. Uh, and I encourage all of you control players, all of you temple players that have been longing for a deck that that does this to to pick it up. Yeah, and if you're really into Tegwell, we do we are going to talk about Tegwell in one of the set reviews. I think it will already be out at this point. So go, yeah. we talk about Tegwell in the most powerful commander episode. We talked about how to build fairies and how to make sure that you're not losing a ton of life to Tegwell and what that deck looks like. So, we didn't leave you Tegwell fans out. <laughs> Don't worry, we got you. To the listeners, what do you think of the Fae Dominion Precon? Are you as high on it as we are? Any cards that we missed in the upgrade that you're like, what? This one? Duh. Uh, Any cards we suggested to take out or add that you disagree with? That you're like, you know what? This one's just better. Or uh, I don't know if you should be cutting theoretical duplication. Yeah, it has Um, an owl going like this. That is enough of a reason. That is a fair reason. Yeah. I I respect your reasoning. Exactly. Yeah, definitely drop in the comments. Like, uh, Rachel, I know you're in there all the time oh, yeah. and i go in there all the time after our episodes uh, uh go up to answer people's questions or uh just to chat with people um so go in there tell us your opinion tell us what you think and uh you'll see us both there yeah yeah 
And if you want to pick up any of the cards that we talked about today, of course, you can do so while supporting the show over at cardkingdom.com slash command. Card Kingdom is going to have all of this sweet sealed product that you were looking for in Wilds of Eldraine. There's this precon. There's the Aura precon called Virtue and Valor. That one's a ton of fun as well. And I am not an Aura player. I'm certainly not an Enchantress player. And I really, really liked those precons. So make sure that you watch that upgrade, but also pick up those sealed products over on Card Kingdom. And if you're doing this upgrade, get those singles there as well they've got a huge selection and they will package that up into one tidy package it'll show up all at the same time and you can start building again go to cardkingdom.com command to pick up some sweet magic cards and support the show while you do so uh, once you have those cards in your hand once you're building this sweet deck you gotta put get put it in a box go to go to ultrapro.com <laughs> slash command for all of the deck boxes the sleeves the play mats that you need to expand your growing commander collection i know i am always out of deck boxes and Same. sleeves i'm using Same. all of like the the crappy ones that are just lying around and i need to go over to ultra pro and make sure i pick up a ton of them so that all of my decks are safe and i can travel with them and not be worried about them getting damaged or them you know falling open at a weird time ultra pro has high quality products that make sure that your collection which is precious to you is safe and looks really good while it's being safe yeah and every time they have one of those flash sales just mm -hmm. hop on there and just pick up as many sleeves and dex boxes as you can yeah uh, i did that and i was able to to cruise for about six months but i built so many decks so so i'm out again but as soon as they have another one like i keep I have my account on there and I keep a wish list of all the car of all the stuff that I want as soon as it goes on sale. And then there as soon as go. I see that, I just hop on, I buy everything I need and then I'm set. Yeah. So ultra pro is the best. We trust them with our collection and you can support the show over at ultrapro.com slash command. All right. We've talked a lot about magic. We're going to move to the end step. Talk about something cool outside of the world of magic. Do you have something that, that's been occupying you outside of magic? I do. And it is magical and very mm -hmm. fitting with the whole fairy tale theme. Okay. So I've been, uh, you know, trying to spend a lot of time with family and playing like board games or other card games and stuff like that. And unfortunately, my whole family doesn't play magic. I wish they did. So we have to find other games to play. So lately, uh, we've been playing a lot of Unstable Unicorns. Okay. Yes. I think I know this one. Tell, tell me about it. Yeah. So um, basically, the whole premise of it is, so there's one shared deck and you have your stable, which is, you know, effectively just your play area. Your goal is to have seven unicorns in your play area. If you get That's to seven. That's always my goal. Yeah, always. Whether I'm in, playing or not. In life, yeah, your goal is to have seven, seven unicorns, unicorns <laughs> in your stable. Yeah. So uh, first player to seven unicorns wins. Uh, on your turn, you draw a card and then you can play one card, just one. And there's upgrade cards, which give you a certain bonus to your stable. There's downgrade cards, which makes the stable worse uh adds certain effects like there's some that limit the amount of unicorns they can play in their stable or doesn't let the other players play upgrades and stuff like that and you can play uh, any card you play can be played on any player's table so and then so there's the the upgrades the downgrades there's the unicorns themselves and there's between the unicorns there's basic unicorns which don't do anything and there's magical unicorns which <laughs> have some sort of magical uh, effect there's no such thing as basic unicorns you're you're right you're right you're right, but... There's magic unicorns and more magical unicorns. And more, <laughs> even more magical unicorns. But it is great. The the basic unicorns, if you will, they have like coffee mm -hmm. or like, you know, like the sweater and they yeah. have little like flavor text yeah. and it's like, you know, live, laugh, love. Mm -hmm. It's 
so great. Um, <laughs> and then there's uh, there's magical cards, which just have some sort of effect and then go into the discard. And then there's nays, which the nays are counter spells. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you can play a nay on any person's turn. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just a blast. It's really easy to pick up. And uh, my family and I have been having a great time playing it. Um, I was actually introduced to it going back to earlier when I was talking about Eldraine and how I missed it because I was in combat training, my family brought me uh, the first edition of Unstable Unicorns because it had just released. Mm -hmm. And so I like brought it and I brought it over to our squad bay and in between events while we were doing things like a bunch of marines sitting around <laughs> playing unstable unicorns and eventually got so big like our our inst- our combat instructors would join in because it was just it was just a blast yeah um oh, i so, love that yeah and so when i finally came back to california um i had lost my my original one and so i went and bought another one so that we could all play and then i found my original one so i shuffled them together because there's like different (laughs) cards yeah and so i have this like super (laughs) super stack (laughs) and it has its own deck box that i have Mm -hmm. and i sleeved all of it great and uh yeah so anyways it's it's a, a blast and i highly recommend everybody go try it out it is so much fun and it it has like a very magic feel without being as complicated so you can introduce it to to different people and it's definitely faster mm-hmm. um you know like i we were literally just playing it last night and uh, it was uh, me my girlfriend uh my sister and uh her fiance and we were able to get a game in in like you know 30 minutes and we were that's done. so fun and uh yeah so unstable unicorns definitely go try it definitely go play it you can pick it up like anywhere um yeah it's ask so your fun. local game store uh, I know my my game store. If I'm like, hey, I'm looking for this board game, they're like, we'll order it. It'll be here in a week. Yeah, like, great. Yeah, I, it, that's a good point. Actually, yeah. I picked mine up at my LGS. Yeah. So I was already there picking up uh, a different precon, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, finally, I found <laughs> it. And so I I bought it up. Uh, it's it's a blast. Unstable unicorns. Play it with your family and see if you can sneak them into magic too. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for watching this episode. We're gonna say thank you to our amazing team here at the Command Zone as well. Thank you to Eric Lem, Megan Yip, Gaurav Galati, Jordan Pridgen, Jamie Block, Arthur Meadowcroft, Manson Lung, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Sam Waldo, Evan Limberger, Lady Danger, Craig Blanchett, Katie Cole, Mitch Trafford, Gabriel Pozos, Josh Lee Kwai, Jimmy Wong, and of course to Damon Lenz for doing this upgrade. Me! You know, one of these days we need to write that as like a rap. I know. Like the pokey rap. Yeah, but then I can't say it if it's a rap. Why not? Because I can't rap. Well, there's a first time for everything. That's true. I'm sure you said that the first time you we'll went the, up on a... We'll do the, the, po- the poker. <laughs> Eric Lem, Megan Yip, <laughs> Rob Galati, Jordan Bridget. <laughs> I'm doing the poker rap. That's all I know. Yeah. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> we will see you next time. Bye. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.